Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome to Voice Power. My very special guest is an expert and passionate in sales, Toastmasters, and course instructor at ILAC International College. Joe De Silva started his sales career in the summer 1974, selling encyclopedias door-to-door in Calgary for UBC tuition. After UBC, he entered the real estate field and in 1979 moved into the engineering supply business. In 1982, he was recruited by a resource supply company and eventually joined them for 15 years. Joe supplied forestry and mining exploration with forestry engineering supplies in Canada and worldwide. Joe moved in a new direction and formed his own resource supply firm, building his company from ground zero, and in five years, another resource supply company bought his business. Joe was a consultant with the new ownership. All Joe's sales experience and success is applied into the field of teaching. He is an instructor at the International Language Academy of Canada. Joe is part of the college faculty teaching young adults from around the globe, both in business and service, with great success. Joe is very passionate and loves teaching. Joe has developed unique programs using all the best of all of his training. Workshops, seminars, extensive research, and experiences of his 40-plus years as a sales professional in order to lead you through the ever-changing landscape of today's business world. It is with great pleasure I welcome Joe Da Silva to Voice Power. Welcome, Joe. How are you doing out there in Port Coquitlam? Fantastic. Thanks for joining me today. You know, at Voice Power, we discover how our voice creates positivity in our world. Experienced an amazing career in sales. I know it is one of your highest passions. Thanks for taking time to share with us today. Let's get right into it. Okay. Yeah. When did you you discover your love and passion for sales? Uh, Out of necessity, back in 1974. So that shows you how old I am. I made a deal with my parents, I was going into university, that they would pay for the tuition to UBC, but I had to pay for the books. So I took a sales position where I went door to door trying to sell encyclopedias in Calgary. Was it a tough sale? Oh, it was a very tough sale. Um, Didn't, it was straight commission. And so for the first few days i didn't get to eat because i made no money and decided that there had to be a better way to do it and i started developing some fairly unique and uh, different things that allowed me to become successful and i ended up not only buying all my books but i also ended up paying for the tuition when you were in a national company you hired trained a sales team improving an underperforming segment of the business how did yes. you and your team increase gross sales from just under $1 million to $12.5 million? In three years. 
in three years. In three years. Wow. How'd yeah. you do it? How'd you and your team do it? By teaching the team uh, certain techniques and certain ways of uh, doing sales, how they could be successful, changing mindsets, changing attitudes, and just changing the ways that they were going about it. And um, it was just a completely different different way of doing things. And when we went to the marketplace, being completely different, we got the attention of the clients very quickly. We were very unique. And in doing so, we were able to uh, to do those numbers, as well as increasing our gross profit from um, just under 19% to almost 45% in the same three years. But how fulfilling was it? It was very fulfilling. I enjoyed my time in what I call corporate life. Towards the end, it started to get uh, a, a little boring for me, uh, primarily. I was uh, very successful. My team was incredibly successful. And one of the reasons I was successful was because of the team's success, of course. Won many awards and titles. They're all sitting in a box in a basement somewhere. and. Uh, and I enjoyed it, but I started to lose the passion for it. Okay. Now, throughout your career, you've consistently mentored individuals in sales challenges and business development. What mm-hmm. is your level of fulfillment with mentoring others? I get uh, today, I get a much bigger charge out of mentoring others than I did when I was in the sales game. I love to train people, I love to. Um, teach them the right way to go. Um, and I just absolutely adore um, when they see the light and you can see their whole expression and their face change and, and their whole body language change. It's just um, it's just an incredible thing uh, to see, to do, to experience. And um, yeah. Now, how did you transition from sales to teaching? How did you get involved in teaching? Oh, well, that's a funny story. Go I, ahead. Was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in my office one day and I get a phone call and uh, this person uh, asked me if I would be interested uh, in teaching. And I had no clue who they were. I had no clue what the college was. It was a college that phoned me. But my experience has always been that Hey, if it sounds interesting, let's have a conversation. So we we made a an appointment to have that conversation in their office. I went down and uh, met with them. I was not a hundred percent sure if the teaching was going to be the right gig for me. I told them, you know, I'd be willing to do it, but on a contract basis, course to course contract basis. So the first course this college had me teaching was sales fundamentals. Gee whiz, nothing I haven't done for 45 years. So, okay, let's let's start with that. And the funny part was, is how they found me um, was the head office of this college, which is the International Language Academy of Canada, also known as ILAC, is based in Toronto, and they have a few campuses out here on the West Coast. Apparently, a lady in Toronto, uh, HR, was looking for a new instructor to teach their sales program. 
and they came across my website, which is uh, www.joedasilva.ca. After going through my website, looking at everything that I have on there, blogs and uh, videos, YouTube, podcasts, etc., etc., they in Toronto said, "Well, he's in he's in Vancouver. Maybe the Vancouver campus could use him." So Toronto phoned Vancouver's HR department, and then HR department phoned me, and I went down and uh, signed a one-course contract to teach sales fundamentals and instantly fell in love with teaching. Mm. Um, They say that the good Lord put us on earth to find our passion and to find our course. It took me a while, but I found my passion and I found my course. And now for me, uh, it's all about teaching. And these are all international students from all over the world, uh, different levels of English, of course. But I teach college programs to them uh, during their stay in Vancouver. And it is the most rewarding and most exciting thing that I do on a daily basis. Well, it was a, a natural to teach a sales course, but... yeah. Continuing on, you were teaching other courses besides sales, right? Oh, I teach many courses uh, besides sales. Uh, right now, I'm as a matter of fact, I teach from 3 to 6 o'clock. I teach a course called Food and Beverages, which has to do with the restaurant industry in Vancouver. And in the evening from 6.15 until 9.45, I teach another class on professional communications. I've also taught leadership, I've taught HR, I've taught customer service skills, I've taught working across community, Canadian uh, workplace essentials. I've taught so many courses, I lose count. How do you take your sales experience? I can understand the first course in sales, but how do you take your sales experience and convert it into these courses? How does it relate? I look at it as I used to do all the training in my corporate life with the salespeople. It was the specialized training that I did that created the um, the increase in uh, profits and increase in bottom line. And that's all I do is I just, it's, it's training, but it's training in this specific area. So I don't look at it so much as teaching. I look at it as in training. And uh, my teaching uh, philosophy is, is I don't do any of the teaching. For example, one of the first things I tell the brand new students is, you are going to learn absolutely nothing for the next eight weeks. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Uh, Administration really hates when I say that. I said, you are not going to learn anything. And again, as I mentioned, it's all part of mindset. And yes, I get people looking at me with that, look in their eyes like where did this guy come from and what does he mean i've just spent five thousand dollars to come to vancouver to go to a college and now he says he's not uh well i'm not going to learn anything that's what i tell him you're not going to learn anything what people fail to understand especially people in post-secondary education is they learn nothing and you teach them nothing what you do is you give them knowledge. The learning comes when you apply the knowledge 
on the outside world. So it's when you go out there in the outside world that you learn. In the classroom, you learn nothing. All you do is you get the knowledge. And the learning happens outside. And that's why I tell them that with the exception of the final exam, you're allowed to fail as much as you want in the classroom. Because every time you fail, you learn something. For it's yeah. a complete mind shift change. That's great, Joe, you know, because you've actually answered my next question before I've asked it. And it was about I do your, that a lot. It was about your teaching style. Can you tell me yeah. some more about your teaching style? How what you say to the students when you first start? I mean, you've given me a little bit. One of the things is we rarely, rarely, rarely use the textbook. We do a lot of group work, like small group work. And we do a lot of discussion. There's a lot of engagement uh, in my classes. What happens is, is the students end up teaching themselves. And that is really the best way to teach or the best way to figure out the knowledge that you've gained is to actually give that knowledge to someone else. I also have... Uh, uh, rules. There's some strict rules in my um, in my classroom, and the rule number one, uh, paramount rule, is to have fun. Because if you're having fun and you're laughing and you're enjoying yourself, the time goes quicker, and you actually retain more of the knowledge than if you're just sitting there taking notes and listening to some old bald fat guy giving out the lesson i am an old fat bald guy are you also involved in sales now or will you get involved in sales again i i still have a practice uh, when i'm not teaching at ILAC uh, because i only start in mid of the afternoon where my mornings um are taken up with working with businesses working with other people in sales to help them improve to try to make them uh, become as successful as I was with my team. Uh, so therefore, in that part, I am still involved in sales, but it's also involved in teaching. I think it's more the teaching part uh, and just taking it from the school situation into the business world. So I have clients, uh, some clients in the United States. I have a great client um in San Francisco that we talk on a bi-weekly um, schedule. I have one just outside of Chicago, a little suburb uh, outside of Chicago. I have one um, in New York City that I talk to from time to time. Uh, and then, of course, uh, quite a few in Vancouver. I do, uh, One of my clients is a pharmaceutical company. I have a tech company that I work with. Um, just to help the business development team. My official title is business development. How has Toastmasters and Just Prose in particular, has that helped in your teaching or what do you think about Just Prose? Uh, terrible organization. Am I taking you serious? <laughs> One of the worst clubs in the country. <laughs> Toastmasters is a phenomenal institution. Um, I actually have recommended it to the college that they have Toastmasters Club in the college. We are uh, seriously looking at that. 
these are all international students, as I mentioned. They're from all over the world. And a lot of them obviously don't have the confidence uh, to speak publicly because they're shy or pretty much a lot of them are ashamed of their language skills. What Toastmasters has done for me, it, it's just, I would say, enhanced what I do in the fact that I'm very, very comfortable in front of crowds. I don't get flustered. Uh, people have told me I've got a very quick wit. Um, they come with something and I give them something right back, which is completely unexpected. And the look on their faces and a lot of them just put their hands up and say, I give up, you win. <laughs> it just, they've given me that extra little confidence, but being in sales, you're on stage all the time. Toastmasters is a phenomenal institution. People have two main fears. The first fear is public speaking. And the, and the second fear is death. So they're more afraid of public speaking than they are of dying, which means at a funeral, they'd rather be the body than the person delivering the eulogy, which to me has never made any sense. For people to deliver eulogies, I highly recommend Toastmasters. And of course, Just Pro is very near and dear to my heart, as I love that club. They have phenomenal people, uh, incredibly friendly, incredibly warm, and just incredibly, genuinely happy to see you and to help you uh, improve in your public speaking. Just Pros, New Westminster, Saturday mornings at 8.30 in the morning. So you have to be serious to join this club. Yeah. as it is at 30 on a Saturday morning, and they only meet twice a month, and their meetings last for three hours. And it's it's a blast from minute one to minute 90. That is for sure. Yes. Now, I like your quote. Someday is not a day of the week, month, or year. However, today is. Tell us more. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's an original quote, something I came up with, um, along with my other quote. Uh, I'll tell you about my other quote afterwards. It's the tagline of my company. First started uh, doing up my business uh, development program, uh, and I was talking to people which needed the program. They would always say, well, you know, I've been thinking about that, and someday I will get to that. And then just... Out of the blue, I guess my little voice inside of my head uh, started talking to me. I listened to my voice inside of my head, um, but it, fortunately to this point, it has not told me to go out and kill somebody. <laughs> but it just says, you know, I just had this kind of a moment of inspiration where it said to me, you do realize that someday is not part of a week or a month or a year. Those are called Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, someday is not on there. Maybe you should be putting that together. And so I came up with someday is not part of a week, year, month, or week, month, year. However, today is. Uh, what offer do you have for my listeners? Well, I always offer a 30-minute discovery call. And the reason why I do that, Earl, is the fact that I may not necessarily be for everyone, and I'm okay with that. You know, if you think, eh, I don't know, I don't know if you and I can work together, 
someone once uh, described me as the Gordon Ramsay of business development training, where I will say, you stupid monkey. That is not how we do it. Okay. Um, so I know I'm not for everybody, but what can I tell you is, is that everybody who has used me, every single person that has used me is more successful now than they were before. That's it's, great. It's, it's not, it's not easy, but Hey, anything that's worth getting is never easy because if it was easy, everybody be doing it. My other quote, by the way, is in doubt, it's the tagline of my business. If you are no better tomorrow than you were yesterday, then you've wasted today. And I'll be sure to uh, put in the show notes how to contact you, Joe. We really you. appreciate you uh, taking the time today. I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts or questions that you wish I'd asked you. I wish you'd asked me if I was funny. <laughs> are you funny, Joe? No, I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think you asked. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a million questions that I, I you could have asked me, and I'm sure there's going to be a million answers I could have given you. And I'm sure I will think, oh darn it, I should have said this, or darn it, I should have said that. I'm fairly happy with it. Well, great. Thanks for stopping by at Voice Power. Wishing you a great day, Joe. You too. Stay happy. Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day and we look forward to you joining us next time.